If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The whole show will probably be some World War III coverage, and then the rest of your sh- rest of the show is going to be the questions you email in. They do not have to be political for you new listeners. It can be about uh, war, men, women, food, travel, employment. It can be stupid. Look, we look, stupid is our specialty. We, we major in stupid on this show. Please, we all could use a little stupid right now. Before I get to the why, I told you I was going to get to the why. Why do I think Putin's on the move? Now China's on the move. I'm going to do a couple more of these right now. I've been doing them all night. We're going to do them the whole show. Just a couple of segments, a few a segment. Tell me something you're grateful for and why. It has been a day where everyone's down and out and World War III. And let's focus. Just take a minute and focus on the good. Richard in Washington, go. Yeah, I'm grateful for 10 years of sobriety. 10 years ago today, I checked myself into a treatment center to get sober. And I want to thank my wife for sticking it out with me. And I want to thank my God uh, for giving me the strength for living life on life's terms. Amen. Amen. Good for you, my man. Keep on going forever. That is freaking awesome. That is awesome. Tim in Houston, what are you grateful for? Grateful to have had 33 years of marriage to my wife, Kristen. She died 15 months ago to brain cancer. How are you holding up, my brother? You getting by? Yeah, pretending to. Yeah, <laughs> one day at a time. All right, you call any time. Exactly. Thank you, sir. You bet. How about that? All right. Why are all these people on the move right now? It feels like we're having this massive turn in the world. Do you remember? Do you remember back in May? May of 2021, you remember when I got on here and I had this to say? This is, you know, Afghanistan, all the, all the disastrous stuff. You remember when I had this to say? I'm not just going to gloss over this. I'm not just going to forget about it. I love history. As you know, I talk to you about history a lot on the show. And if you study it and you find the nations that lose focus. You know, it's almost always the wealthy, powerful ones, right? The poor ones know they've got a scrap, but it's almost always the wealthy, powerful ones. Too many grapes, too many cakes, too much free time on their hands, too many distractions. And there's always this young, hungry one out there who doesn't have these distractions. And he looks at all those cakes and grapes and he wants them and he starts to look around and say to himself, They're getting awfully soft. I bet I could go take that from them. That happens all the time. And what it looks like when they go to take that from them, it looks like death on a massive scale. That's what it looks like. This is not a small thing. 
This is a big thing. We don't need an army full of lesbians. We need an army full of killers. That's what we need. That's what you want your United States military to do. And that's what our opponents are doing. Remember that story that came out about China? They're, they're figuring out how to make their men more masculine. We're figuring out how to cut ours off. Literally. This stuff ends nations. I cannot emphasize this enough. This stuff ends nations. And this will be the end of the United States of America if we don't stop these people. It's a really, really, really big deal. A very big deal. It is a very big deal. So what, where, where was I going with that? Well, I just want to make sure everyone remembers. Everyone remembers. As, as you see now, as you see what war looks like, whether you're invested in this emotionally or not, but you're seeing it now. Imagine saying goodbye to your daughter, putting her on a train, hoping she doesn't die along the way, and then you go pick up a weapon. They're handing out, this is another uh, breaking thing for you here, the Ukrainian government is handing out 10,000 fully automatic weapons to its civilians. It's on, right? It's on. That's what the real world actually looks like. Okay, so couple that with this. This is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I do think it's important, actually. Uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. He wants to understand white rage. Let me ask you something. Great time to bring this up. How many of the people huddled in the subway of Kiev right now as the bombs go off all around them? How many people are worried about white rage in Kiev right now? That's not a cheap political point. It's the truth. How many people in Kiev at this moment are worried about white rage? How many people in Kiev are hoping for this army to come save them? Because this is the army you have. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. Do you think the people hiding in a subway in Kiev are worried about shattering stereotypes right now? That's what bored, rotted, corrupted, fat, weak, fading powers worry about. Oh, don't think it was unique to the army. I have another CIA one I'm going to play you in a second, but I have something else I'm going to play you. Because we forget this. We forget that there's a human element to everything. Why would, why would these dictators be on the move? Why? I don't understand. Why is Putin on the move? China's doing these flybys. I don't know. Why would they do it? Well, this might be a reason. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. The president has a big stick. We choose truth over facts. Check my shape on it. Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. 
One man stands ready to deliver change we desperately need. A man I'm proud to call my friend. A man who will be the next president of the United States, Barack America. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States of America, Barack Obama. We can speak out and be more straightforward. I, I'm not going to be a mule. I, I, I'm, I, I got something to do. I got to go do boom, boom, boom. Hillary Clinton is as qualified or more qualified than I am to be vice president of the United States of America. Let's get that straight. And quite frankly, um, it might have been a better pick than me, but she's first rate. I know I'm called middle class Joe. It's not meant as a compliment. means I'm not sophisticated. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Yeah, you get the idea. You get the idea. What else? I'm going to play you just a brief snippet of this. Maybe you forgot about this. I haven't forgotten. When the White House was doing a massive vaccine push, they grabbed some TikToker. It's an app. I don't have it, but I'm sure your kids probably watch it. They shouldn't, but I'm sure they do. They grabbed some TikToker, and I think it's, I don't know if he's a train. I can't keep track of all the LGBT, LGBTQ Air Force stuff. I don't know whether he's a trans. Or I know it's a dude in a skirt with long fingernails. Uh, this is a brief snippet. And believe me when I tell you, this stuff matters. This stuff matters a lot. When you have people like this putting out videos for Putin to see, it matters. One sec. Democracy's calling. <laughs> see you, Daddy. Bye. Hi, my name is... Okay, I'm already grossed out. I can't play any more of that. It already gave me the skeevies. That's not a cheap political shot. When the White House drags some tranny with long fingernails through the White House, Hi, guys! With that, with that absurd crap. What do you think Vladimir Putin thinks about us? What do you think he thinks about our will as a nation? What do you think he thinks when oh, Joe Biden, I'm so, I'm so tired, I have to poop? What do you think goes through his head? The wolves are always watching. When you're putting out army recruiting ads, I'm so happy I had two moms. Vladimir Putin is watching. When you're doing constant filth, have you looked at our HHS staff? Have you looked at it? Go look at it. What do you think they think when they look at the United States of America? They think we're weak and pathetic. They laugh about us behind closed doors. This is a Democrat Party problem. They have weakened this nation to the point where people die. It costs lives. All right, we're going to get back to more of this and more of your phone calls. 877-377-4373. Don't forget we have a CIA ops officer coming up about 15 minutes from now. Now first, as much as this pains me to say it, Eden Pure, they sent some Eden Pure thunderstorms here for Chris and Michael to enjoy. And look, if I'm being totally honest... We don't have any women here in the studio. So, yeah, we have good communist dartboards and we have good college dorm room food, but it's not the cleanest thing in the world. And it doesn't necessarily smell that great. It's amazing how important women are to make something smell great. So Eden Pure sent us some Eden Pure thunderstorms. It smells great now. I'm telling you, they've had the thing plugged in, I think, for 20 minutes because it just got here and smells are gone. This thing takes odors out of the air. 
No filter to replace. It's not even loud. You hardly know it's there. They're selling three packs right now for under 200 bucks. That's $200 in savings for my listeners. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's Jesse in the number three. That gets you 200 bucks off. Enjoy. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Look, what do you want me to say? Why would they be on the move? Here's something. Sam Brinton. You ever heard of him? He's an outspoken drag queen and queer activist. Okay, Jesse, why would you bring that up? Oh, I don't know. He was just appointed to oversee the fuel and waste in the nuclear energy office for the Department of Energy. He dresses in drag. Vladimir Putin considers this stuff to be a mental illness. He views, he, he's looking at it all over the Biden government, promoted everywhere in American culture. Xi Jinping, same thing. What do you think they think when they look at us now? The wolves think America doesn't have it anymore. They think we're gone. That's what they think. All right, we're going to get back to some more of that in a second I'm not quite done on that yet. But I promised the whole show... What are you grateful for and why? 877-377-4373. Luke in Alabama, what are you grateful for, bud? Uh, I'm grateful for that we got to take the mask off. Amen. Amen. How about that? Travis in San Diego, what are you grateful for? Jesse, Sunborn. 2020, landed dream job, 2020, daughter born, 2021. Last two years have been the best years of my life. How about that, my brother? Congrats to you. How about that? Howard in New York, what are you grateful for? Jesse, three things. First, grateful for losing 40 pounds so I can be healthy and I can look almost as good as you. Second, (laughs) grateful Grateful to Citibank for laying me off 15 years ago so I could start out on my own and make more money than I ever did with those bastards. Third thing, grateful to my my wife of over 37 years um, for staying with me even though I'm a scumbag like you. I love your show and I love you, Jesse. Appreciate you, my brother. That's awesome. That is awesome. Matt in Washington, what are you grateful for? Uh, I found a, a private school here in Spokane. Um, I wasn't able to put my kid in kindergarten because of all the mandates and all the crap. And I just ran across a small school with, there's like only 16 kids in it right now. It's Rise Christian Academy, and they give us our freedom and give our children our freedom. There is nothing more blessed than making sure your kids are off getting educated by people who share your values. Johnny in Jersey, what are you grateful for? As a truck driver and a guy who's been on the outs and in some spicy relationships and had to live in my SUV and join the gym to shower, I am totally grateful for indoor plumbing. There's not many hotel lobbies between the Thogsnack Bridge and the GWB. When the moment comes, an indoor facility would be mm, heaven. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. You know, we can laugh. You take it for granted. I take it for granted. Every time you go sit on the throne and press the flush button, that's not available for everybody. I've been in other countries. 
That's a good one. Mike in Colorado, go. Recently, my former CEO was in the Biden office and talking with, with old Joe about bringing back Build Back Better. And then not too long after that, the company fired me for a vaccine mandate that I didn't comply with. And so I'm pretty grateful for that. They did my dirty work for me. How about that? Look, shedding dead weight is important in this life. You know what's as important as getting a new job? Dumping the crappy one. You know what's as important as finding good friends? Dumping bad friends. How about that? There is something to be said for shedding dead weight. That's why I'm trying to get rid of Chris and Michael. <laughs> what, Chris? It's fine. It's a joke. Back to what we were talking about. I'm going to get back to that. 877-377-4373. Why? Why would they be on the move right now? Well, remember this. Remember, these are the people who speak on behalf of the United States of America. And when you hear this world-class boob speaking, understand, Vladimir Putin watched this too. I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine and because of the principles that are at risk uh, in terms of international law and trying to change boundaries of international law by force. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity. And I hope diplomacy will win. But... You know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk and the people of Russia are at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. That's, of course, John Kerry, a major player in U.S. politics. What do you think Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin think when they look at that guy? Because remember, it's one thing if you look at that guy and hear something like that, and it's some you know idiot freshman in college somewhere, they would just slough it off. When they see major player after major player after major player in the U.S. government being an absolute disaster, they think, wow, what better time than now? What better time than now? That's what goes through their head. And that's why they feel so bold. This is an advertisement for people to join the Central Intelligence Agency. When I was 17, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston's How It Feels to Be Colored Me in my college application essay. The line that spoke to me stated simply, I am not tragically colored. There is no sorrow damned up in my soul nor lurking behind my eyes. I do not mind at all. At 17, I had no idea what life would bring, but Sora's sentiment articulated so beautifully how I felt as a daughter of immigrants then and now. Nothing about me was or is tragic. I am perfectly made. I can wax eloquent on complex legal issues in English while also belting Guayaquil de mis amores in Spanish. I can change a diaper with one hand and console a crying toddler with the other. I am a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. What do you think Vladimir Putin thinks when he sees recruitment ads for our intelligence agency advertising, I, I'm a cisgender with anxiety disorder. Do you think they think now is the time? Of course that's what they think. The wolves of the world watch while we destroy ourselves. It's time for a CIA ops officer to tell us what's going on. Brian Dean Wright, my friend, joins me next. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is time to talk to someone who actually knows what's going on in this world. (laughs) My friend, former CIA ops officer, Brian Dean Wright. Brian, okay... uh, from what I'm hearing right now, Ukraine is putting up a fight of some kind. What do you know? What's the latest and greatest on the ground? What do we know? Indeed, the locals are trying to put up as much resistance as they can. They're getting guns from the central government, 10,000-plus. I've heard 100,000. Regardless of the number, they are trying to do their level best. The Ukrainian Defense Force, uh, using whatever defensive weapons they have, and then, of course, let's not forget the gifts from Germany of 10,000 helmets. I'm sure those are coming in tremendous benefit. Yes, that's right. A month ago, the, Germany, the German government gave Ukraine's helmets to defend themselves. What a lovely gift from Europe. So uh, from all directions, certainly from the south, from the west, or rather from the east and, and the north, we are seeing uh, considerable uh, impacts from the Russians' bombing efforts. It's, it's a full-on invasion, and it's not going to stop not only after Kiev is uh, sacked, uh, but indeed likely other countries as well, which is a much bigger, more frightening prospect. Okay, let's go with that right there. I continue to hear this from smart people who know what they're talking about. What do you mean, other countries? Is this the start of World War III? Where is he going? The the short answer is yes. Look, if you listen to Putin uh, the day before yesterday, when he you know, dressed down his spy chief when he made the pronouncement to uh, the Russian people that war would commence. He made it very clear that they were all in, that the, the totality of Ukraine uh, was up for grabs uh, and should be, in fact, part of the Russian Federation, That whether that was very clear or implicitly implied. But to really understand why he's doing this, you have to step back and understand why he and the other Russian old guards are what drives them. And the answer to what drives them is revenge and, and vengeance and the desire to recreate the Soviet Union. So Ukraine is one big, big piece of that puzzle, but it doesn't stop there. Now, whether or not Putin will quickly start to advance in other countries, uh, that I think is up in the air. Now you know that Putin knows that answer. I think he wants to. The question is, how easily is he able to take Ukraine? And that is, tactically speaking, how, what are the losses? But then secondly, to what extent does the West really put up tough uh, sanctions and responses and uh, weaponry, tactical responses, right? They, they're starting to bomb Moscow or other places. I mean, what is the West's response? And then based on those two things, what happens in Ukraine and, and what uh, the West does in response, that will help him determine what he does next. And what we see so far is the Ukrainian people, God bless them, they're doing their level best. Frankly, they, they, they are doing what they can, but they don't stand much of a chance, certainly without help from the West. Thank you, Germany, and your helmets. But then, secondarily, the West is toothless. Uh, they're offering up or suggesting sanctions that don't sanction actually much of anything to include the Russian oil and gas industry. So Putin is feeling very, very good about what could come next. We're not there. He's going to pause and take a break after 
he does what he does in Ukraine, and he's going to touch base with President Xi of China and see what they will allow him to do next, because that's really the key. Speaking with Brian Dean Wright, former CIA ops. Okay, Brian, explain this to me. Putin obviously can take Ukraine. All the smart people I talk to are telling me 24, 48 hours, this thing's going to be over, no matter what Ukraine really does. That's about how long they're going to last. Whether or not that's true, let's assume Putin can take it. Taking it and holding it are two very different things, as many conquerors in the past have found. He's got to leave troops there. He's got to occupy the government with his people. Does Putin have the resources, military and human, to even occupy a country that size? Well, if he doesn't, he's dead, and he knows that. What do you mean? And so what? whatever it takes, he's going to make this work. Because, okay. look, this is a man who has rolled all the dice on this being successful. If it isn't successful, his own internal uh, you know, members of his government, the Russian people, will rise up. Other nations will rise up and kill him. He knows that he is dead if this doesn't work. So everything will go into making this work. He's already sussed out anybody who doesn't in his government support him fully. That's what we've seen in the past number of weeks. So we're going to continue to, to see Putin go all in on this. There is no other option but success. So that's what we have to understand when Putin, you know, we sanction him he doesn't give two rat asses about that because he has already expected or anticipated the West's response, and he and President Xi of China have already calculated in, into how much they'll have to endure. But make no mistake, he will hold Ukraine or he will die trying. Good grief. Sounds like we have a tyrant with nothing to lose. That generally doesn't turn out well. Okay, again, we're speaking with Brian Dean Wright, former CIA ops. You've brought up China a couple times now, and I think a lot of people's eyes are given given China the side eye at this point in time. Taiwan, perhaps other things. What do you think is going on there? After President uh, Putin holds Ukraine for whatever period of time, I think President Xi is going to take a very look, uh, close look at what the West has said uh, uh, and done, frankly, more importantly than in words. And if the Russian government uh, has taken over Ukraine with a relative degree of ease and there hasn't really been a massive backlash, then China takes its move on Taiwan. Because why not? For, you know, Joe Biden, the, the feckless, corrupt old man, NATO, is unable to beat the Taliban and Pakistan who supported them. That there is nothing to really stop them unless the West were to do something quite dramatic and like park a bunch of nuclear weapons on Taiwan and dare China to do something further. Will they do that? Let's ask ourselves the question. What did the world do after China started a pandemic? Hmm? Nothing. Uh -huh. The world did nothing. So you tell me if we're going to go toe to toe with China regarding Taiwan. Ain't going to happen after we've already seen what we've done or not done regarding the pandemic. So I think that China uh, is going to take Taiwan, the extent to which it'll be hard. I don't know. I think uh, they could be, look, I think it's a foregone conclusion. They'll eventually take it. It's going to be very bloody. The U.S. will probably do lots of things to make it as bloody as possible. But at the end of the day, if, if you're facing a bully, as we are right now, series of them, but you're 110 pounds soaking wet, and all of your friends are 110 pounds soaking wet, none, none of y'all have gone to the gym, you don't know how to, to punch, you can slap somebody and, and wear a pride flag, well, guess what? You're probably not going to be able to punch Xi or Putin in the face too hard, and you're going to have to try to find a way to sue for peace. That's us right now. That's the West. That's Europe. That's NATO. We are weak. We are corrupt. We are broken. We ain't going to fight the bully right now. The only way that we are able to push back against China and Taiwan 
is to change this 110-pound weakling that we are into something far greater, and that requires a change of leadership in the United States. Brian, as, as I'm looking at the big dogs on the world power, because as you just brought up, size does matter. It matters a lot when it comes to these militaries and how they're equipped and what their focus is. Obviously, there's Russia, there's China, there's us. India is always this wild card nobody ever brings up. Ah, there's a lot of people in India. Their military is of a significant size. That doesn't mean it's decent, though. Oh, are they shooting slingshots over there? What's the status with India? Yeah, look... I- they're a capable service, uh, both intelligence service and military. The question is how far can they reach and what are their interests in using their military? The Indian people aren't particularly interested in some foreign gallivanting around them like American leaders, and certainly in some cases are neocon friends who want to do the same. Their interests are to their north. The line of demarcation between India and China has been in flux for a very, very long time, and they've had conflicts over this in the past. They've actually had some very serious dust-ups in the recent past. So China, I'm sure, is looking very closely at how do they navigate their relationship with India to not draw them in, but yet not seed ground to keep, in other words, the status quo. To understand China is to understand their fear of instability. They have so many people all around them that they are petrified about instability. So they will want to take Taiwan, but they're going to be very careful and very judicious about where they go next and who they piss off, if I can use blunt language, because they have too many people to make angry if they go too far too fast. Xi is much more cautious, much more calculated than Putin. And so to understand where Putin will go next is obviously reliant upon what China decides, but China will always go cautiously. Brian Dean Wright, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. You betcha. How about that? Smarter now. Um, one other thing I'm going to bring up, and we get back, 877-377-4373. We'll get back to your grateful calls. I have some other things I need to bring up. But did you happen to wake up today and make the horrific mistake of looking at your portfolio? I know some of you did. I won't do it. But did you happen to look at that one that shot way up today? What's that word? It starts with a G, g- gold. How long have I told you to get some gold delivered to your house? Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your house. In times like this, having a hard asset not subject to the whims of crazy tyrants is invaluable. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call and get some gold. If I sound extra emphatic about it, my goodness, look at the news. I am. 833-995-GOLD. Do what you can. Tell them Jesse told you to call and get some gold to your house, all right? All right. Back in a sec. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and just a couple quick updates on the whole Russia-Ukrainian thing. I told you, I would, look, as long as this goes on, this is this will be next week too, as long as this goes on, I'm going to get updates throughout the show so I can update you on things that we can confirm. There's a, there's a post, a Ukrainian post at Snake Island. It's, it's over there, right? There's just a little small Ukrainian contingent of men on it. It's just 13 dudes. They're just there, you know, just, just guarding a post. 
a Russian warship approached him. A warship approached 13 dudes and told him to surrender. The 13 dudes told him, go beep yourself. And they're all dead now. The Russians killed them all. But these Ukrainians, man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Shout out to these guys. Remember the, uh, maybe you're not a boxing fan. Remember uh, Vitaly Klitschko? Vitaly Klitschko. If you're if you're not a boxing fan, that's fine. Just know there were two Klitschko brothers, just giants, and they were studs in the world of boxing, and they were Ukrainian. The Klitschko brothers have both taken up arms to fight the Russians. So I'll tell you, I mean, obviously, we know which way we think this, this is going to go, but credit to these guys. Now, I'm going to get back to your calls in a second, telling me what you're grateful for, that I have to address a couple things going on right here at the office, because apparently, apparently we have to address some things. I sent the fellas to the store to get us some snacks and make sure we have some good food there. And they made the same mistake that you have probably made so many times in your life. It's a mistake children make. And they take it into adulthood. And so, I'm look, if you feel like I'm talking to you right now, it's because I am. You know what they did? They went and got the big thing of frosted cookies. The cookies with the frosting on top. I don't know what kind of crack they put in these things that convince people when they're younger. Don't try eating them now, idiots. Don't try eating them now. But everyone buys these cookies. And nobody likes these cookies. Nobody. And when I brought it up to the fellows, I said, why did you even buy these? They've been there for a couple of weeks. You just like everyone else, you bought these. Oh, they're good. They're so good. I said, oh, really? Really? So I walked over to the kitchen. I looked at the box of spring rolls. Those are almost gone. Those are almost gone. We had a big smorgasbord thing of various Reese's peanut butter cups and stuff like that. Almost gone. Zebra cakes, almost gone. There's a big thing of uh, Twix or something like that. I forget what it is. Almost gone. And yet, all those, quote, good frosted cookies, they're all still sitting right there. You know, this is the lie people tell themselves. This is the lie. It's the lie people who like three musketeers or claim to like three musketeers have told themselves forever. You get a big candy smorgasbord box in any office or some, you know, the secretary lady puts out a bowl of it. Once all the candy's gone, what's left at the bottom? The three musketeers. I run into this all the time with the wife when it comes to parties and stuff. I should want to throw a big neighborhood party. And everyone makes fun of Jesse because I'm white trash and I love garlic bread. And everyone loves garlic bread. So we just recently had a party. Had uh, my folks over, a couple other couples over. And there was all kinds of fancy schmancy stuff there. One of them brought one of those chark, chark, chark. How do you say that word? The chark, the, the board with all the meats and cheeses on it charcuterie that's what i said chris don't interrupt when i'm saying stuff anyway a big what a fancy schmancy charcuterie board and of course there were wings and that, there were all these things that oh look at all the fancy foods do you have any fine cheeses i suggested getting a gigantic loaf of garlic bread from the grocery store the kind that comes in the foil just throw it in the oven oh jesse you're so stupid that's so white trash oh why would you even bother we actually have good food here Guess what was completely gone when all the other foods were still there? Everyone making fun of white trash Jesse, and yet the garlic bread, there was no leftovers of the old garlic bread. The proof is in the pudding. Your cookies are garbage. Stop buying the stupid frosted cookies. All right. 
We're going to get back to more of this Ukraine, Putin, insanity stuff. But we, we need a cleanser tonight. That's why we're doing this all night long. Tell me something you're grateful for. And before I go to those, remember, tomorrow, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You call, or don't call, I mean, you email jesse at jessekellyshow.com and you ask me anything. Doesn't have to be political. It could be history, employment. It doesn't matter. It can be dumb. The whole show is going to be your questions. But Dennis in Colorado, what are you grateful for? John in Delaware, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for the mercy of Yahweh and the blood of Christ. Amen. Tough to beat that. Larry in Colorado, what are you grateful for? I am 80 years old, and I am grateful for my own little utopia. How about that? I live in a little log cabin in the mountains. I have no TV. I have no Internet. I don't even own a cell phone. And I am debt-free, and I am probably one of the most stress-free people in the world. Daggone, Larry. That sounds phenomenal, man. Good for you. Go enjoy a fireplace tonight. That is awesome. Good for you. That's awesome. All right. Austin in Florida, what are you thankful for? Well, I uh, threw some clothes in the dryer last night and went to bed and woke up this morning and the dryer caught fire. But uh, luckily, my main water line that came into the house was right above the dryer and it burned through the pipe and the water put it out. about that how about that we're all grateful for your accidental fire suppression system good for you austin that is sweet chad in tennessee what are you grateful for i'm grateful for arlington and all it represents Amen. i'm grateful for those that serve today for their families that are sacrificing along with them and changing their livelihood just for me and you and all all this great country. How about that? Amen. How about that? Will in Washington, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the ability to go on a public radio talk show, praising God still in this country. I'm praising God because I spent six weeks in the hospital with COVID, five weeks in ICU. The doctors called my wife and said, go make funeral arrangements. In fact, they began to call me the miracle man. And here I am today, driving back from Spokane, having done business down there. God gave me a second second chance at life, and I'm so thankful for that. God bless you, my man. Go make the most of it. How about that? We all have something to be grateful for. 877-377-4373. What are you grateful for? Do you have something to protect yourself with? That'd be something to be grateful for. I'm telling you, what, look, when I bring up things like Hero Gun to you, it's more than just you know, something that shoots non-lethal pepper balls that debilitates somebody. Once you get one, once you have had no protection, and all of a sudden you have something to protect yourself with, the peace of mind, the extra peace of mind that comes with that. Talk to a buddy today. His sister lives in New York City, was followed home last night by a very, very, very dangerous person. She was actually saved by a neighbor. She had nothing. I said, buddy... Why does she not have a hero gun? He said, I know, I know. Look, you don't, have to, you don't have to like guns. You can hate them. You don't need a concealed carry permit. Anybody can use it. It has a laser sight. Get a hero gun. Go to hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE, and that actually gets you a special discount. State restrictions may apply. 
Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.